Welcome to Hope Sabbath School, an in-depth, interactive study of the Word of God. Can you tell I'm excited today? We're beginning a brand new series on the book of Genesis, and it's going to be special in a couple of ways. One, it's going to be entirely led by our Hope Sabbath School team teachers, and I'm really looking forward to that. Travis is going to lead us off with uh, the first study today, but uh, no guest teachers, just team members, and our goal is to inspire you. If you've been thinking about starting an in-depth interactive class, just download the outline, make copies for the people who come, and share the Word of God with power. So I'm excited for that reason, but also we're offering a beautiful resource, a book called Patriarchs and Prophets, digital version or audio, and it's available in more than 20 languages. Now, you know we're in more than 200 countries around the world, so if you would prefer to have this wonderful study resource for the series on Genesis in your language, I'm sure you'll find it there. Just go to our website, hopetv.org slash hopess. Click on the free gift button right in the middle of the page, and it will take you to a link so that you can get your free copy. Now, I need to tell you that beautiful resource, Patriarchs and Prophets, the first 21 chapters deals with the book of Genesis, but then it takes you for another 52 chapters all the way through some prophets, Samuel, all the way to David. So it's a great resource. It's yours absolutely free. Just go to hopetv.org slash hopess and click on the free gift button. Button. Well, we're always happy to hear from you. And did I welcome the team? I got so excited about the free gifts. Good to see you all here today. And we're going to have a great study. You know, we've looked at some of the stories in Genesis in different series, but this is the first time to go through the first book of the Pentateuch all the way from chapter 1 through the end of the book. And I know we're going to be blessed in amazing ways. So I hope you'll stay with us through this whole life-changing series. We're always happy to hear from you, our Hope Sabbath School members around the world. Here's a note from Innocent in South Africa. Greetings, Hope Sabbath School family. Greetings. You know, they feel like they know us all, right? <laughs> My name's Innocent from Cape Town. I'm actually a Zimbabwean living and working in South Africa for almost 10 years. Yeah. I have been a fellow student of the Word of God in Hope Sabbath School for many years now. Each time I spend in the classroom, I feel the presence of Jesus, our Lord and Savior. Amen? Amen. That's what we pray for, right, Harold? That's awesome. I feel particularly blessed by the nature of the wise counsel and inspired deliberations by class members in the studio. I am one of the Sabbath school teachers in my home church, and I always prepare for the class by using the Hope Sabbath School outline. Actively watching the program on the website. May the Lord continue to guide and direct His work as we prepare this generation for the glorious appearing of our blessed hope. Amen? Amen. Amen. I feel like I'd like to meet you, Innocent. Thank you for the work you're doing there in South Africa. We're glad you're part of our team. Here's a note from Ernesto in Angola. Mm. Ernesto writes and says, I'm from Angola, and I'd like to congratulate you and praise God for the work that he's doing through Hope Sabbath School. I have been inspired by the methods that you've been using to study the Bible. Mm -hmm. Well, remember, that's what this series of Genesis is all about, Mm -hmm. to motivate you to download the outline and start a class yourself. Mm -hmm. Here's a note from a donor couple in Michigan. Please accept this donation to be used wherever it's needed. 
Our favorite programs on Hope Channel are Hope Sabbath School, <laughs> Stupid Money, Let's Pray, Table Talk, I like that program too, Real Family Talk, and Go Healthy for Good. But every show is well done and well presented. We're continually encouraged by the spiritual messages of all of the programs. Amen? Amen. And a donation of $200 Amen. to bless the ministry. Thank you so much, donor couple in Michigan. You know who you are. And thank you to each one of you. You can be part of the impact movement. Just go to hopetv.org slash donate, click there, and you can say, I want to be a part of what God's doing to bless the world. Well, that's what's happened in the life of Shane in Nebraska, mm -hmm. here in the United States of America. Beautiful testimony. Shane says, from the time I turned my life over to Jesus, I've been blessed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Though it hurt immensely, I was able to part from an adulterous marriage of 17 years. Mm -hmm. When I entrusted my faith to keep the Sabbath, God provided. Mm. I was able to live comfortably, listen to this testimony, Robert, mm. going from $27 an hour to $9.50 an hour mm. by honoring God. Mm. I saw some surprised looks, right? Mm -hmm. But notice what happened. I found employment where I could honor the Bible Sabbath, and I built back up to a good-paying position. My, the enemy has tried to keep me away from Jesus, but I've found strength standing on the promises of God. Amen. I've watched Hope Sabbath School for the past six years. Praise the Lord. We know His Son holds the keys. Amen. He's our King, our Champion, our High Priest. And then He used my favorite Hebrew word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> May the Father continue to bless this yeah. ministry. One last note. That was an exciting message from Shane, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes. One last note from a Kenyan. In Somalia, Benjamin writes from Mogadishu, I've been tuning into Hope Sabbath School since 2017. Wow. Here in Mogadishu, it's not been easy, but with Hope Sabbath School, the Lord has given me a chance to worship. Amen. 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 Greetings to the team, continuing doing what is good, and remember, this beautiful country of Somalia in your prayers. God bless you all. Well, Benjamin, God bless you and all of our Hope Sabbath School members. We'd love to hear from you. Just write to us at sshope at hopetv.org. We share it with the team. We're so blessed. And while you're thinking about participation, we've got a theme song we'd like to invite you to sing with us. Oh, clap your hands, all you people. We want to praise the Lord together. Let's sing together. Oh, clap your hands, all you people, shout to God with a voice of triumph, for the Lord Most High is awesome, He is a great King over all the earth. Oh, clap your hands, all you people, shout to God with a voice of triumph, for the Lord Most High is awesome, He is a great King over all the earth. For God has gone up with a shout, the Lord with the sound of a trumpet Sing praises to God, sing praises Sing praises to our King, sing praises Oh, clap your hands, all you people Shout to God with a voice of triumph For the Lord most high is awesome He is the great King over all the earth Oh, God is the King of all the earth Sing praises with understanding Praises to God, sing praises. Sing praises to our King, sing praises. 
that song by the sons of Korah, the Lord Most High is awesome. He's a great king over all the earth. We'll hear that message in the book of Genesis. I do, before we have Travis pray, want to welcome Rodney joining us remotely from Toronto. Good to see you, Rodney. Addison joining us from grad school in Texas. Addison, great to have you with us again. And Jonathan from Maryland. Jonathan, great to have you with us. We're going to have a great study together. And Travis, why don't you lead us in prayer as we begin? Let's bow our heads and pray. Father in heaven, you really are an awesome God. Amen. You really are a great king. And today we're privileged to be able to study about how you created the world, how we came into existence, how we Mm. came to be. And Lord, we're going to need the Holy Spirit because we're not that smart. And and we're going to, we want, Lord, to understand your love for mankind. We want to understand your love um, as you created the world. Well, through that, Lord, we'll learn that we can trust you and that we have a foundation and that we have value. Thank you, Lord, for this study. Be here with us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, I'm pretty excited about this study because I'm pretty excited to have a creator God. It gives me purpose. It gives me value. And each day when I wake up, I think, I have someone who's going to sustain me and take me through the day. Well, God as a creator is not something that we find just in the book of Genesis. Sometimes we think of creation and God as a creator as maybe just beginning in Genesis, but actually that theme is consistent through all of the scriptures. Mm -hmm. And we're going to read some some of those scriptures all the way to the book of Revelation, and uh, we're going to learn that God is the creator consistently through those scriptures. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, Brittany, I'm going to have you read that. And then uh, I'm going to have Addison read Psalm 33, 6 through 9. Sabina, I'm going to have you read uh, Psalm 95, 1 through 6. Rodney, uh, Psalm 100, verse 3. And then Jonathan, if you would read John 1, 1 through 3. And then we'll end in Revelation with Harold, um, Revelation 4 through 11 and 14, 7. But we'll start with Brittany in Genesis 1, verse 1. And I'll be reading from the New King James Version. Genesis 1, verse 1 says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Well, if all we knew in the beginning was God, we would have our foundation right there, right? That's the best news. In the beginning, in the beginning of earth, that was God, right? All right, Uh, Addison, would you read Psalm 33? 6 and 9. And I will be reading from the King James Version, Psalms 33, verse 6. By the word of the Lord were the heavens made, and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. And go to verse 9. For he spake, and it was done. He commanded, and it stood fast. Amen. Amen. So here we have the psalmist looking back, understanding that God 
was a creator God, that everything that he knew of in the world came into existence by the word of God. Okay, Sabina, would you uh, read Psalm 95, 1 through 6? Yes, and I'll be reading from the New King James Version. And it says, O come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. Let us shout joyfully to him with psalms. For the Lord is the great God and the great King above all gods. In his hand are the deep places of the earth. The heights of the hills are his also. The sea is his, for he made it, and his hands formed the dry land. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. Amen. Mm. Amen. You know, I love that those verses, Sabina, because I'm thinking they're so excited. <laughs> the, the, the writer is so excited that, that he's the rock of their salvation. And the reason he believes he's the rock of salvation is because his foundation is in the Creator. Mm -hmm. Because he created the world, he trusted him to be the rock of his salvation. And I think that's really an important um, lesson we can learn as we go through this uh, series of studies. All right, uh, Rodney, would you read Psalm 100, verse 3? I am reading from the King James Version. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people, and the sheep of his pasture. Mm, amen. Here we see the care of God in his creation, taking care of his people. And Harold, could you read John 1, 1 through 3? John 1, 1 through 3. God, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, the pre-incarnate Son of God. But that same God was also our Creator. We're going to learn that in John chapter 1, 1 through 3. Yes, and I'll be reading from the New King James Version. And it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. Mm. Mm. Mm -hmm. Here God, here God, the pre-incarnate Son of God, Jesus, also is our creator. We get that theme. There's, of course, that theme is also consistent through Scripture as well. I'm sorry, Harold, I had you read uh, John, but uh, actually, Jonathan, I'll have you read then Revelation, because the book of Revelation is also consistent with the theme that God is our creator. Revelation right. chapter 4, 11, and Revelation 14, 7. All right, I'm reading from the English Standard Version, Revelation 4, 11. Worthy are you, O Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and by your will they existed and were created. Amen. And then Revelation 14, 7. And he said with a loud voice, Fear God and give him glory, because the hour of his judgment has come, and worship him who made heaven and earth and the sea and the springs of water. 
God, our creator, consistent through the scriptures, the same God from the, he knew the beginning from the end. Well, as I went through the scriptures and I'm, and I'm, and I'm learning about our creator, God, I thought to myself, I don't just worship God uh, because of the great things he does for me. I mean, I praise him for the great things he does for me, but we do go through some bad times as well. But our foundation in the belief of God is actually in the fact that he was our creator. Mm -hmm. We exist because of him. Yes. What are your thoughts about that? Mm -hmm. Anyone? What are your thoughts? Yes, Harold. Well, just hearing all these verses, it's like there's all this praise and normally we wouldn't praise somebody for something bad that they did. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So they're praising God because like, hey, everything that you did had to have been good. Like uh, usually that's how we give praises to people, <laughs> to anything. Mm -hmm. And it's like, even though we're in a messed up world because of sin, of course, there's still God's beauty. There's still like God's splendor. Like I can see, I can still see like, wow, God's sustaining this and he's sustaining me. So it's like, mm -hmm. why am I, I shouldn't be worried. I mean, he's going to sustain me even through the midst of trouble. Mm -hmm. And Jesus came to this earth and he suffered, but he, at the end of the day, he depended on the father. And it's like, I have hope. Mm -hmm. I don't have nothing to worry. Mm, amen. Yes, Sabina. I also find it very inspiring that you see intentionality because in every one of those verses, there is an aspect of God's creation that is even, as you were saying, for caring of us or just making things great and for provision or just beautiful and exciting to the eyes. And in all that, you see that there is some special love behind it. Uh, for me, it's hard not to contemplate nature and the beauty of all those things that were created and not recognize that behind it, there is goodness and the love of God. So that's for me what's the most inspiring is to contemplate His care and intentionality in creation. Oh, praise God. So through Him being our Creator, we see all these different aspects. Mm -hmm. That's really powerful, Sabina. Yes, Jonathan. Yeah, just on the intentionality point, it's amazing to look at. I love studying um, science and looking at how God uh, designed our bodies and just there's so many things they're finding that are tuned so perfectly to um, uh, that have to be a certain way, but just to, that, that he's made our, our whole creation in an intimate way and, and carefully constructed that it, mm -hmm. it testifies to his character just in those details. Yes. Mm. Mm -hmm. Thank you for sharing that. So we see this consistent theme all the way through Scripture. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's two, yes. And Gary. I think, Travis, another thing that's really important because some people have the idea that God started it and then just left and has no interest. Mm. But as I read Scripture, it also says, and in, in, in Him all things consist. Mm. Uh, in other words, He's yeah. not only the Creator, He's the sustainer, <laughs> yes, which yeah. is important when you wake up each morning, not right. just yeah. that someone started something mm. millennia ago, yes. yeah. but He's your creator yeah. and sustainer today. Our first breath Amen. in the morning, Amen. gift, yeah. Amen. a gift from above, right? Mm -hmm. Well, again, we have this consistent theme through Scripture. Yeah. And in, as we start the book of Genesis, we see two creation accounts, the creation of the world, the creation of you know, the animals and light and, and the separation of light and darkness. And then in Genesis chapter 2, the creation of the human beings. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, in each of these creation accounts, uh, God is listed with a different name. 
Okay, so we want to know what is the significance of the fact that the two create in the two creation accounts recorded in Genesis that God is presented as a transcendent Elohim and an imminent, imminent Yahweh. What is that significance, Rodney? When you read a very good book, uh, the introduction really sets the tone. It sets the the context. It gives you a good idea of the baseline of that book. And here it is with the Bible. We see in the very first two chapters, God being reflected in two different ways. And it's important for us. The significance is for us to get catch a glimpse of who this God is. As you mentioned, Travis, Elohim was the name. This gives us the insight that God is infinite, is is all-powerful, he's mighty, he's supreme, he's majestic. It's critical for us to understand that about our God. But also, in as you said, Travis, in chapter 2 now, we see God being referenced as Yahweh, which is that person who comes close, mm -hmm. that person who wants a personal relationship with us. So we see the vastness of this God that starts out the book, or the two first, the two first chapters in Genesis for us to understand. Mm -hmm. Amen. Yes. Amen. Anyone else? Yes, Robert. I was just thinking about how it's amazing how with God's names, there's always actions connected to those things and the environment as well, the context. Because in Genesis one, it's Elohim, the all-powerful Creator God, and He's just creating the world. But then Genesis two, it's Yahweh, personal, creates humans creates a garden for them. It's not big picture. Now it's all small. It's intimate. It's personal. And he's coming close and he's initiating relationship with them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you're saying, Robert, that it's the same God, consistent throughout scriptures. Mm -hmm. It's not uh, a God who's inaccessible, but rather a God that's personal, and yet he's still a big God who creates, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, Harold. Well, I mean, going with Robert, I mean, we see throughout the Bible, God has, is given different names that goes with his like attributes like we see uh, El Shaddai you know God all-powerful uh, El Roy I, I'm not sure if that's mean the God who sees mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and I mean I don't know all the names in Hebrew but it's like every every experience that these individuals have had they kind of like attribute that to mm -hmm. God and like wow this is like a personal experience and this is the God that you know I encountered a relatable God yeah mm -hmm. yes thank you and Jason and yes, he's one God, but this shows the diversity of his personality, just like mm. us, you know, that we're created. A lot of us, you know, some people have a certain way they behave or another direction. And God is, has all of these, all of these attributes, all of these characteristics. He's the same person, and yet he expresses this diversity of, of feeling and emotion. He's not just this like block being kind of thing. <laughs> mm -hmm. mm. Amen, Sabina. And also, I think that it's important to consider that usually these two words, they do not go together, right? When you talk about something that is transcendent, it's something that is in itself way beyond one's capacity of seeing or perceiving or even understanding. Mm. So when the Bible starts off uh, saying that God is both transcendent but also imminent, it's already a clue to me of how much beyond my capacity of describing him he is, because if it was by the human limitations, I would either say, oh, he's transcendent, 
or no, he's imminent. How can God be both things at the same time? Mm. And the reality is that the Bible does speak of a God <laughs> who is both things at the same time. Mm. And this is truly um, revealing that, you know, whatever types of characteristics or attributes you may want to give him, he usually will be much greater than mm. we can explain. You know, Travis, I was thinking of our theme song from Psalm I was too. 27, <laughs> Sons of Korah. It says, Yahweh, Most High. <laughs> is awesome. Yes. It shows those two, right? Yes. Yahweh, yes. imminent. He's awesome. Most high, yeah. transcendent. Yeah. I was thinking the exact he's same awesome. thing. Yeah. yeah. He's he's a mighty king. He's awesome. That's the same God that Shane saw right in Nebraska. Yep. You know, it's the Great same king God. king over all the earth. And uh, that's really an amazing concept. He's so big and yet he's accessible. Mm. and he's personal. Mm. Yes. Wow, isn't that beautiful? <laughs> yeah. Robert, I'm going to have you read uh, from, for us from uh, Psalm 95, 1 through 5. We want to know what an appropriate response to an amazing, um, awesome, great king, what would, be our, what would be the appropriate response? Read for us Psalm 95, 1 through 5. All right, I'll be reading from the New King James Version. O come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. Let us shout joyfully to him with psalms. For the Lord is the great God and the great King above all gods. In his hand are the deep places of the earth. The heights of the hills are his also. The sea is his, for he made it, and his hands formed the dry land. Amen. What's an appropriate response? Praise, worship, praise, 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 worship, singing, shouting, singing, shouting. Any, Addison, I see you're smiling. What's an appropriate response to a Creator God who's awesome? Travis, I love this passage so much, especially the first verse that says, "Come, let us sing." And for those who know me, you know that I, I love to sing. So for me, whether that's in the heart or with my vocal cords. And with the help, with the support of my, uh, my diaphragm, I love to praise God in that way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm, praise God. Yes, Gladys. Yes, I love like in Psalm 100, it says, shout for joy to the <laughs> Lord. It's like yes. I can imagine the psalmist ju just jumping with joy and all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him mm -hmm. with joyful songs. Mm -hmm. It's like Amen. something that comes from within. Mm -hmm. Amen. And you know, Gladys, as I'm thinking about that, as we just read the different accounts through the scriptures, that was their whole basis mm -hmm. of worshiping and shouting for joy. Yes. They yes. knew that their foundation was in God. And, and that's our foundation, right? We have hope because we serve a creator God, a big God. Mm. Yes. Praise God, he's a big Praise God, God. but he's also a personal God. And that's mm -hmm. really yes. a beautiful picture. We have to move on. Uh, we're gonna go through some of the details of uh, the creation account. And Sabina, if you would read uh, in the book of Genesis, chapter 1, we want to start going through the, the creation account. If you'd read 4, 10, 12, 18, 21, 25, and 31. Okay. That's a lot of verses, right? They're not all together, but read through this. And we want to know what is a good, um, what is the significance of the refrain, it was good. He would create something and he would say, it is good. What is that significance? Mm -hmm. If you'd read for us, starting in verse four. Okay, so I'll be reading from the New King James Version. 
in Genesis 1 verse 4 says, And God saw the light, that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. And then verse 10 says, And God called the dry land earth, and the gathering together of the waters he called seas. And God saw that it was good. And then verse 12 says, And the earth brought forth grass, the herb, the herb that yields seed according to its kind, and the tree that yields fruit, whose seed is in itself according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. And then verse 18 says, And to rule over the day and over the night, and to divide the light from the darkness, and God saw that it was good. And then verse 21, So God created great sea creatures and every living thing that moves, with which the waters abounded according to their kind, and every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. <laughs> verse 25 says, and God made the beast of the earth according to its kind, cattle according to its kind, and everything that creeps on the earth according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. Mm. And finally, verse 31 uh, says, Then God saw everything that he had made, and indeed it was very good. So the evening and the morning were the sixth day. Okay, so he keeps repeating the word. It was good. It was good. It was good. And then he ends with very good. What's the significance? Mm. I see Addison raising his hand. Yes, Addison. Yeah, incredible. There's this repetition. It's showing importance. But when it says it was good, um, I think of the word perfection and completion. God never starts a work that he does not finish, but it's a perfect work as well. So those things come to mind. I agree with that. You know, Addison, I was a builder by trade for many years, and I have to uh, confess that not everything I made was very good. You know, when I started out, some of the things weren't, well, they weren't even great, but, but, but when God creates, yeah. he has a plan. Yes. And when the handiwork agrees with the plan, he can say, it was good. Yes, Brittany. I think it's so important as we're starting the book of Genesis because later on we're going to see that something happened that wasn't yeah. good. Yeah. Mm. And what we realize at the beginning is that everything God did was perfect, mm. good, and it was for our good. So there's no flaw, there's no sin, there's no wrong in what God did. Mm. And we cannot attribute the, the things that we find out later to his character. Amen. And by the way, yeah. that's confirmed in the book of Matthew, chapter 13. There's a parable, yeah. right, mm -hmm. that, that talks about why are there bad things? Why The question is asked, that, yeah. and he says an enemy has done this. Yep. Yes. Mm -hmm. But what God does is always good. Always and good. it ended with very good. Yes. Harold and then Rodney. Yeah. Oh, I was just going to add, which is, is very clear, is that the fact that the things that he made was good, it, it talks a lot about his character. Mm -hmm. Even when the rich young ruler questioned Jesus, you know, good teacher, you know, what should I do to inherit the kingdom of heaven? And then what do you ask of what is good? Only God is good. Mm -hmm. Only one, one is good, God. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it says a lot like, 
no, the good things that we enjoy comes only from a good God. Mm. Yes. No question about that. So the reason it's good is because God is good. Yeah. Yeah. I like yeah. that. Rodney. I just love the constant validation, uh, the constant confirmation and affirmation. It's complete. It's perfect. It's, it's without sin. It's beautiful. But I want to concentrate just quickly on the word completeness. Because if we go back to the first verse of Genesis where it says, God created the heavens and the earth. That word created is really the word bara, which really the meaning of that word means abruptness, completeness, which actually flies in the face of a well-known theory out there that we call evolution. Mm. So, so here it is that God is making it very clear that the concept of this gradual things kind of coming together and making it happen. No, 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 no. He's com it's complete, it's well done, and it's perfect. Amen. Amen. You know, Rodney, I don't have yeah. to spend much time with the team to realize that they're all created uh, by more than just some dust particles coming together. Mm -hmm. I, I mean... It's very clear that God had his handiwork in each one. Yes, Derek. I think it's important also to realize that there are dedicated Christians who struggle mm. with all of the details about creation. Mm. Mm. I remember a, a physician studying genetics, and, and all of his teachers were evolutionary atheists, and they were trying to explain leftover parts of the genetic code. and. He said, you know, there are some questions I'm going to ask the Creator when I see Him. Mm, <laughs> and I, yes. think, I think what's foundational, what I've really appreciated that you showed us all the way through the Bible, is that God created. Mm. Yes. You know, we may not understand mm. all of the details of that, right? That's yeah. right. It did say He spoke by the word of His mouth, but, yeah. but later He comes very close mm -hmm. and breathes into the nostrils. Yeah. But but I can live with some questions that I don't have all of the answers to. Mm -hmm. I just know I have a creator Amen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and sustainer. And mm -hmm. when we get to the kingdom, maybe he'll explain a little more to us. Mm -hmm. Maybe our brains will be a little brighter. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I just want to um, express what's the word? Um, I think we need to show kindness and compassion mm -hmm. to some who may struggle mm -hmm. with some unanswered mm -hmm. questions. Mm -hmm. But what is clear is that in the beginning, God created. Mm -hmm. Good practical counsel there. Yes. Thank you for sharing yeah. that. Well, Sabina had just shared with us the first account of creation, the creation of the trees and so mm -hmm. on. We're going we're gonna to move to the second part. And Gladys, if you would read from us um, from the book of Genesis 2, 4 through 9, and 18, 21 through 25, we we're going to move into the second part of creation. And uh, let's talk about the the new revelations we see here okay. in the work of creation. I'm reading from the New International Version, Genesis chapter 2, verses 4 to 9. This is the account of the heavens and the earth when they were created. When the Lord God made the earth and the heavens, and no shrub of the field had yet appeared on the earth, and no plant of the field had yet sprung up. For the Lord God had not sent rain on the earth, and there was no man to work the ground. But streams came up from the earth and watered the whole surface of the ground. The Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And the man became a living being. Now the Lord God had planted a garden in the east, in Eden. And there he put the man he had formed. 
And the Lord God made all kinds of trees grow out of the ground, trees that were pleasing to the eye and good for food. In the middle of the garden were the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Verse 18, the Lord God said, it is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. Verse 21 to 23. So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. And while he was sleeping, he took one of the man's ribs and closed up the place with flesh. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib he had taken out of the man, and he brought her to the man. The man said, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, for she was taken out of men. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and they will become one flesh. The man and his wife were both naked, and they felt no shame. Mm. Beautiful. Amen. Yeah. So, so what new revelations do we see here of this second uh, account of creation. Yes, Brittany. I think what we talked about earlier, this personal God mm -hmm. who wants a relationship with us and he doesn't just speak and Adam is created or speak and Eve is created, but he actually forms them and he does surgery on Adam and he, he makes a woman out of him and, and then he brings them together for relationships. So he's mm -hmm. showing that he's a relational God. He wants us to have a relationship with us and he wants us to have a relationship with each other. You know, a God who can speak worlds into existence or even form man from the dust of the ground doesn't need a rib <laughs> to make woman. Yeah. So there's, there's just some profound, uh, it's this whole intimacy idea, isn't mm -hmm. it? Yeah. That, that we are bound together, mm. flesh of my flesh, bone of my bone. And yeah. uh, it's, it's, it's actually a very beautiful picture of, of innocence mm -hmm. and of love mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. just is very, is, it, it, it's different from chapter one, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but it's the same creator God. You have to get pretty yeah. close, Derek, to breathe into someone's nostrils, don't I you? Do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we, we just discussed earlier, Sabina, when the rest of you all talked about it, how God is such a personal God. Mm -hmm. yeah. He gets close, Jason. We've been reading about the uh, proper response to seeing how God's blessings are in creation. We read there in Psalms. Well, we have an example of it in verse 23 there where Adam, yeah, he's talking about woman, but he's basically praising God. So we see here a first example of praise to God for his creation by his creation right here in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Amen. <laughs> yes, Sabina. So we just spoke uh, about the two names that are present that God is introduced with first in the first account of the creation and then Elohim, which Yahweh actually, which is in the second account we just read. And I think that one revelation that is brought forth by the second account is also implicit in this name, implicit in this name we read Yahweh, which is the God who comes closer. So for me, the first account shows God preparing the scenery and how is it that out of nothing he's creating things with a purpose? And then in the second account, it gives more focus to the main actor, that is the main person that he wants to create, mm. to delight in all the creation with human beings. Mm. So I think the main revelation is, yes, he created all things for a human being and he wanted to relate to the human being. Amen. Well, we have to move on. I wanted to say one thing. My wife and I are gardeners. We like to garden. 
And it would just impress me as I was reading that account that God planted the garden. I was thinking, wow, how great would it be to have a garden that God himself planted? He got dirty. He got some uh -huh. dirt under his fingernails and planted them a garden. And I'm thinking, wow, what an amazing God. Maybe he's going to plant a garden for us when we get there as well. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Won't that be amazing? Yeah. Well, yeah. I want to ask a question. How has the Bible truth of God as our creator impacted your life? Mm. How, is, how has that impacted your life? Anyone? Mm. Yes, Gladys. Well, the thing is that uh, when you realize, I don't know how many of you have gone to, to a museum where they show um, you know, uh, evolution. When you know, and you know that the basic, that God is your creator, and you go to these places and you see the evolution, you just start thinking, wow, how can somebody come up looking at their fingers, how their finger move, thinking how they can come up with, you know, planes that go to, 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 the, to different countries. They can come up with a rocket that can go to the moon and they can still think that come, they come up from, the, from a monkey, from, you know, a substance that, that just came out of nothing. It just blows my mind, but it just amazes me every morning when I can wake up and just mm. feel God, you know, in everything that I see around. It just impacts my life to just praising. Mm. Mm. Amen. And Derek can then add us. I want to come back to the respect for people that may struggle. Mm -hmm. I remember speaking to an evolutionary scientist, a bright man. We should not think that these people are ignorant. They're not. Mm -hmm. They're trying to find answers. Yeah. But he shared with me very honestly that that theory is the best explanation he can find if you start with the presupposition mm. that there's no God. Because mm -hmm. we got here somehow. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I, I don't want us to miss in, in Matthew 19, verse 4, where Jesus says, mm -hmm. have you not read at the beginning? Mm -hmm. He made mm -hmm. them male and female. Mm -hmm. yes. Jesus, our Savior, mm -hmm. believed in the creation account. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yes. And, and I want to try, I trust Jesus. Mm -hmm. Amen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So again, respect for people who are struggling. How do we get here? Yeah. You know, and, and not to kind of um, yes. put them down. Mm -hmm. They're searching for truth. Yeah. But but they've started with a faulty presupposition. Mm, yeah. Mm -hmm. There's no God. Yep. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. But if there is a God and a creator, that's the testimony of Scripture. Maybe. And for those who've never known, it's our job to share. Absolutely. Yes. Right? Absolutely. With love. Addison, and then we have to move on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Travis, I just wanted one quick thing to mention about this. Um, again, coming back to the realization that God is creator, he's Elohim, he's Yahweh, two names of God, but they're both very relevant. Um, it just, it gives me so much hope and encouragement because mm -hmm. he's got a good work to finish in each one of us. Amen. He's not finished that Amen. perfect work that he's begun in each one of us. And to know that he's creator and that uh, he has the power to recreate me mm -hmm. and restore me. Amen. I take such great courage in that reality. Thank you for sharing that, Addison. Jonathan, if I could have you read Genesis 1, 26 through 29. Uh, we're going to move into, um, our. we're created in the image of God. Mm -hmm. And we want to see how we're created in the image of God. So if you'd read that, Jonathan. Sure. Reading from the English Standard Version. <clears throat> then God said, let us make man in our image, after our likeness. 
and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the heavens, and over the livestock, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image, and the image of God he created him, male and female he created them. And God blessed them, and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on the earth. And God said, behold, I have given you every plant yielding seed that is on the face of all the earth and every tree with seed in its fruit. You shall have them for food. So how did God create humans drastically different from the other creation? Brittany. We were made in his image, so we're image bearers. We get to bear the image or the character of our God. The character, the image. Yes, Jason. Also, we're made to have dominion. And I mean, this can be kind of controversial, but understanding dominion doesn't mean domination. What it means is we have care over the other animals. So there is sort of, you can say, a hierarchy here. And God made us to take care of all these other things that he created for us. I think that's really important to point out, right? We're not to be... You know, but we're supposed to be caring for them. Yeah. Yes, Harold. Also, we can create through procreation. Uh, I mean, throughout the Bible, I mean, I haven't seen any evidence that the angels can procreate, but that's a unique characteristic about humans. It's mm. like God creates, we also create, which is very interesting, mm -hmm. in the, even the, create, the animals too. Mm -hmm. Amen. Very Rodney, I'm going to ask you another question. I, uh, so what is the significance that God would create man and woman in the, like, in the likeness of his image? That's a very deep question, Travis, because uh, we're going to be walking on holy ground trying to answer that question. Um, when God made both Adam and Eve, um, he, he made them to really take care of each other. And what I really wanted to, to, to complement that by saying, too, is I have missed this part, Travis, for many years, and I wish not for us to miss it. The Bible also says that they were blessed. Mm -hmm. So I skipped over that many times. So, so they were blessed and so are we. And here we are on, on Hope Sabbath School sharing the fact that we are all blessed. Mm -hmm. We're blessed by God and Adam and Eve were blessed by God. And, and, and back to Harold, yes, they were asked to multiply. And I've actually personally taken that literally. I've multiplied. I have two children, and many of us on Hope Sabbath School have multiplied. But that is the gift that God has given to us. And Rodney, our partners are equals, right? We were created in the image, male and female. We were not created to be one above the other, right? Mm -hmm. um, but equal to one another, correct? Mm -hmm. Yes, Jonathan. Um, maybe tying into uh, part of the equal question, um, on the dominion front, it seems like if we look at who God is and how he has dominion, yes, he has uh, transcendence, all power, but he's intimate. He is um, careful, and it seems like we're called to represent him. So when we have that this dominion that we are called to be um, of similar character, we, we may have power over the birds of the sea, the fish of the, the, the earth, but we are to do uh, exercise that power with the same intimacy, care, concern, and, and love that he does. Amen. Amen. Mm. Amen. 
Well, we have duties. You know, God created us. Of course, he gave Adam and Eve duties. They were gardeners, right? <laughs> uh, let's read Genesis 2, 15 through 17. Jason, could you read that for us? Genesis chapter 2, 15 uh, to 17. What expectations did God express to Adam when he placed him in his garden home? I have the New King James Version here. Genesis chapter 2, verses 15 through 17 says, Then the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat, for in the day that you eat of it you shall surely die. Mm. Mm. So what, was, what were some of the expectations? Yes. I see two main ones. One is to take care of everything that God created, and two is to obey God's word. Mm. Mm -hmm. I like that. And I'm going to add one more. Mm. He said, of all the trees you may freely eat. Yes. Mm -hmm. He yeah. wanted him to live free. Yes. He was actually a God of multiple choices and actually only one restriction. Yeah. This is important because when Adam tempts Eve later on, he said, did God really say you shouldn't eat of every tree? Now, that's actually not what God said at all. He said, of every tree you should eat. Mm -hmm. So I think it's important to understand that he wanted him to live free. Mm -hmm. He wanted him to live happy. Jason. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting. It's funny to think about eating of all these trees as a duty because this is something that, at least I know for me, I would enjoy and love. But God gives us a, a duty almost to enjoy his creation, yeah. to appreciate and and mm. eat all these good, delicious fruit that he's made there for them. That's true. Amen. Harold. Yeah. Actually, the word Eden means pleasure. Mm -hmm. So God is the God of pleasure. Like he wants us to enjoy. Mm -hmm. And many times people see God like, oh, he's a killjoy. Like, no, mm -hmm. he, he planted this for our enjoyment. Mm -hmm. yes. Mm -hmm. Amen. Yes. Robert, do you mind reading Genesis uh, chapter 2, verse 24? Uh, we're going to see um, that God had another expectation for man. Absolutely. I'll be reading for the New King James Version. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. Well, what is the expectation for a man concerning his wife? Rodney, I see you smiling, so I'm going to come back to you. Yes, and you, you mentioned it earlier. Um, they are made equals. They're made companions. And so God is asking us uh, to ensure that we take care of our spouses and this is, I think it was Sabina that mentioned it. This is where the, the, the Yahweh aspect comes in, the personal God. And now he's saying, now you realize that I'm, I'm indeed wanting to become, to come close to you. You replicate that with your companion. Mm. So leave your father and your mother, cleave together as one family. Amen. Yeah. I know, Jonathan, you're relatively newly married. What can you tell us about what you've learned? <laughs> Uh, from this study about, um, about our expectations as men uh, concerning our wives? I just hear a high calling. I mean, it's uh, a high calling to represent the God uh, who is intimate and meets us in, um, yeah, and, and draws close. It's, yeah, it's a high calling. <laughs> Amen. And like Here. Jonathan said, thank you, Jonathan, Paul later will say, Husbands, love your wives as Christ loves mm. the church. Mm. Mm. And so, gave himself for her. Yeah. Yeah. So 
very much is that is that theme of chapter two mm -hmm. of, of the intimate God, the one who comes close. Mm -hmm. And and he wants us to experience that in, in our most precious relationships. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Could it be, Derek, that he wants as husbands for us to provide a home where our wives are happy, you know, and um, can enjoy pleasure and free to, to, to do the things that they want to do. Mm. And, and that somehow, and I, I feel like Rodney, you know, stepping on holy ground, somehow male and female together reflect the image of God mm. more fully than one alone. Mm. Mm -hmm. Male and female, he created there in his image. Mm. So there's a mystery there. And of course, I think that's why the enemy wants to fragment and mm. confuse yeah. because there's a beautiful reflection mm. of, the, of the triune God, Elohim, Amen. you know, Nature, who is also yeah. Yahweh who comes close. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Thank you for sharing mm. that. Mm -hmm. Well, I think it's only fitting. We're going to talk about the Sabbath now and we're talking about relationships and God coming close and yeah. Well, I believe God created the Sabbath uh, to be a time of fellowship and closeness. So yeah. I think how fitting to end our study with talking about the Sabbath. Brittany, would you read Genesis chapter 2, 1 through 3? And we're going to ask the question, how is, it, uh, how is it important that the Sabbath was made as a reminder that God is our creator? Would you read that for us? I'll be reading from the New King James Version, Genesis chapter 2, verses 1 to 3. Thus the heavens and the earth and all the hosts of them were finished. And on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had done. And he rested on the seventh day from all his work, which he had done. Then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because in it, he rested from all his work which God had created and made. Mm. Mm. So how is the Sabbath an important reminder that God is our creator? Mm. How is it an important reminder? Sabina. I see that at a call to rest and enjoy, as Jason was just mm -hmm. saying, God not even created beautiful things, but it was almost a duty that we would enjoy it and mm -hmm. have delight in the things He made for us. So for me, the Sabbath, it is truly like a, a reminder that God he provided all the, that setting for me and that I have to accomplish my duty of enjoying that with Him and with others. Mm -hmm. I have to go back to this idea that God wants us to be happy. So I'm going to ask the question, do you think it was like a physical rest or a soulful rest where we would experience joy, peace, happiness, or maybe it was both? What do you think? Both. Jason says, I think it's both. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But I know one thing. Yes, Robert. Oh, I was just thinking about how God, the Creator God, is a very balanced God. Mm -hmm. He says, six days you shall work, mm -hmm. but seventh, rest, enjoy, mm -hmm. celebrate. And I almost want to say to the people out there who may feel guilty in taking a break, it's mm -hmm. totally okay. Take a break <laughs> and rest. No need. It's all right. Mm -hmm. Amen. That's true. Yeah. And that's good. Quoting, uh, obviously, mm -hmm. as Robert was, from the commandment that yeah. this was not just remember that seventh day mm -hmm. of creation, but every seventh day, mm -hmm. six days we labor, the seventh is the Sabbath. Every yeah. seventh day, we, we remember. Mm -hmm. That's right. In the beginning, God created, and yes. now He sustains us still. Six yeah. days focus on our work, but we don't want to always focus on our works. We need to take a day and focus on the works of God. Mm -hmm. I yes. might raise my hand and say we focus on Him during the six days of yeah. work, too. <laughs> but. <laughs> but we don't have to do that regular labor on the yeah. Sabbath. Mm -hmm. We That's can right. rest yeah. in Him. 
Mm, amen. Yes. Why is it important to always remember that God completes his work? I think really that that's an important uh, um, subject to discuss. Why? Why is it important? Mm -hmm. Yes, Brittany. Well, he's doing a work in our lives. And so sometimes we may get discouraged when we're tempted, when we fall, when we make mistakes that, man, is this the end? Do I have another chance? You know, but to remember that he who began a good work in us, yeah. when he created mm. us, he will finish that work. Amen. And he's still in the work of recreating Amen. today. This, yeah. The Sabbath is tied not only with creation, yeah. but it's also tied with salvation. Matter of fact, yeah. very linked together, woven together. And it's important to remember that God is our creator and it also marks him as our redeemer mm -hmm. as well, the Sabbath is. And uh, I think it's also important to remember that the Sabbath was a gift. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. You know, God gave us the Sabbath. I re I'm going to quote Ezekiel 20, 12. He gave us the Sabbath that we might know that he is the Lord that sanctifies us. Yeah. Amen. Mm -hmm. And uh, sanctified is to be made holy. And I'm glad that he'll finish the work in Amen. all of us mm -hmm. to make us holy. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. What a yeah. great study. Amen. And we're Amen. just getting started with the book of Genesis. And I'm glad you were with us today. Don't forget that free gift. Go to hopetv.org slash hopess. Click on the free gift button. Get a copy, digital copy in whatever language you would prefer of Patriarchs and Prophets, the first 21 chapters, deal with the book of Genesis we're studying in this series. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a life-changing journey. And what's the most important lesson we've learned today? In the beginning, God created. Mm -hmm. We have a creator. We have a sustainer. We have a redeemer. Amen. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you for this beautiful book of beginnings. Mm -hmm. And as we continue to study, while we may have questions still to be answered, thank you for that wonderful assurance that we have a creator, we have a purpose, we have hope. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thanks for joining us for Hope Sabbath School today. It's going to be a great journey. And don't forget this series taught by our Hope Sabbath School team teachers. Print the outline, start a class yourself. Don't keep the good news to yourself. Go out and be a blessing to those around you.